During this episode, we sit down with Dave Bennett, President and CEO of PCare, a visionary company leading the charge in patient engagement through digital and mobile technologies. With a storied history dating back 75 years, PCare has evolved from a TV rental business to a cutting edge patient experience platform integrated with healthcare systems. Dave shares the profound impact of culture on technology adoption and the invaluable lessons learned during the pandemic. Join us as Dave highlights the power of digital transformation in healthcare and how it can improve patient outcomes and experiences. Get ready to be inspired by Dave's dedication to making a difference in the healthcare industry through PCARE's work of elevating patient engagement. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Dave. Thank you for joining up today on our podcast. Great. Hey, listen, I'm glad you got me here. I'm really excited about speaking with you today. Well, due to your visionary approach to patient engagement, digital and mobile technologies, and IT integration to ensure your company's continuous innovation and a culture dedicated to delighting customers, I'm also really looking forward to today's conversation. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. You will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Dave, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the PCARE team are building an industry-leading interactive patient experience solution that helps healthcare providers engage, educate, and entertain patients across the care continuum. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? Yeah, I think there's a couple areas, but I think the biggest one is, well, you know, we move forward with technology and it touches our lives every day. I think one of the things that I would tell you that there's two elements to succeeding with this. One of them is the technology itself, but the second one is the culture, whether or not you can actually really connect with patients and whether or not you've got the end users, clinicians, physicians, others, really, if you've got that technology embedded into their culture. I think both those elements together are really what are very important. And I think we'll probably touch on those a little bit more as we talk further. I love the culture piece too, though, Dave. I think that's really important, especially right now in healthcare. Has that always been top of mind or something that you guys have been focused on as a leadership team? I think we've probably learned a little bit more, particularly coming out of the pandemic and seeing how healthcare has changed. And really, the culture within healthcare, particularly healthcare givers and patients, has changed. A lot of the way that we communicate, the way that we work together, the way we seek help and information, a lot has significantly changed over the last two or three years. And one of the things that I think really stood out to me is the importance of embedding technology within the culture, whether or not on the individual consumer side, how does it fit into their culture, their lifestyle, the way they want to live their lives, as well as how do you embed it or ingrain the culture within an organization that's going to embrace technology? Both of those are key and both lead to the successful or failure when it comes to utilization or outcomes of using technology for sure. 
So I think we've learned an awful lot about that. And I think it's front and center with a lot of the stuff that we do day to day, whether or not it's communicating with patients or whether or not it's empowering clinicians and others to engage patients directly through technology. Absolutely love it, Dave. It is spot on. I mean, you just can't have technology for technology's sake. We have to remember at the end of the day, we have humans, we have people involved and that culture to ensure success is incredibly paramount. And to your point, so much has changed just in the past few years and is only going to continue to change and, and change rapidly, especially as technology innovation continues to you know, make its way into healthcare. But we have to keep top of mind that at the end of the day, this is a people business as well. So I know we're going to talk about that much more. And I know we're going to discuss all the great things that are happening within your team at PCARE. We're going to discuss all of that and more after we get back from thanking our Community Champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side by side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation. Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit catalysthealthtech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dave Bennett, president and CEO of PCARE. Dave, thank you so much. You teed us up on the front end. This is going to be a very important and exciting conversation. You know, I just love this notion of culture and making sure that technology works within culture. It's so incredibly important. As you just discussed on the front end, this is a people business at the end of the day. So Dave, again, so much to discuss. Storied history behind PCARE. There's a lot to discuss there. We're going to discuss that, how PKR also came to be where they're at currently today, what you're leading today, how things are going in the marketplace. And of course, Dave, you know, you sit in that kind of driver's seat and see a lot of things as a president and CEO, want to share with our community what you're seeing kind of on the macro for our industry. And of course, where PKR is heading and of course, how we can help you. But first, Dave, give us a little bit of that insider look on the journey of how PKR came to be. And then again, we'll discuss what's happening with the company in today. But first, take us on that journey. You bet. So PCARE is an interesting company. We're a little over 75 years old. Some people in the Northeast know us through the name TVR Communications. You go, well, gee, software, 75 years ago, were they doing software? No, we weren't doing software. But it's interesting. Our origin was in the TV rental business. Uh, Believe it or not, 75 years ago or so, TVs were not commonplace in hospitals, but we started a business, so the founder started a business that actually rented TVs to patients in hospital rooms. So we primarily started in the New York, Northeast part of the United States, and started a small little family-owned business that went around, put TV technicians and wheeled TVs in and rented them to patients for like a buck a day. And that would allow them to sit there and obviously watch the Yankees game. Whatever was on the five channels or four channels at the time, they could do it while they were in the hospital. So that's how the company was started. 
And over the years, obviously, TV has become, you know, it's a native fixture in a patient's room. Obviously, you know, major distraction piece. You know, it's the early engagement platform. People and family friends would sit around in the patient's room and watch TV. Over the years, we've morphed tremendously with our core being on patient entertainment, but we've built a software company that really has taken the TV, kind of created it like a center hearth piece in a room, but also allowed people to interact and the organizational leverage that, that common point of engagement to interact with the patient through software on the TV. So we've morphed into just being a pure entertainment business, into infotainment, all the way down into patient engagement while the patient's in the hospital, uh, in the patient room. So interesting beginnings and where we're at today, major different company today, but we still look back at our origins. And there's one thing that we have in common across all of those years. Unlike some people in the software space, we still have uh, hundreds of employees that are on site at our clients' hospitals that provide concierge services, helping patients navigate the TV and the IPC software and providing full turnkey solutions around that at many of our Northeast hospitals throughout the United States, that were mainly in the New York, New Jersey metropolitan areas, which is really where we were born. What a storied, storied history. Yes, four or five channels. That was the reality way back in the day. What an amazing story to be able to go and rent TVs in a hospital room. Wow, amazing. Dave, of course, now you yourself, you have a storied you know, career and have done some amazing things within the industry. And you've been with the PCARE team for now over four years. How did you find the team? How did it come to be that you joined as the president and CEO? Yeah, I've been involved in this interactive patient care space since early on. That and. I originally started, I've had an interesting journey through life, both working for publicly traded companies, private corporations. But there was a time when I took a break and I actually went to a large academic medical center and worked for a couple of years. And this is back in the early 2000 period. And there was a new technology brought on at the time called interactive patient care. So that was a technology that Another company started. I was an early adopter while I was at an academic medical center. I saw the technology, said this had real promise. I related it to some kind of personal experiences I had. So I got in on it very early on and had the benefit of actually not only installing and running one of these in a large healthcare system, but ultimately moved into other areas supporting these vendors and ran another company very similar for a couple of years. And Ultimately, took a break from that and ended up here at PCARE running this business, which competed against another company where I was the chief operating officer. At. So I spent a lot of time in patient, really understanding the space on patient engagement. And that's really kind of how I've come full circle being at the PCARE here, kind of running their interactive patient care programs and building the business out over the past four years. Well, let's dive into that, Dave. You set me up perfectly. So you mentioned a little bit of your past and it set you up to lead at, at PCARE and building and building out what you guys are working on today. So share with the audience, who is PCARE? Well, PCARE, we're a company that was born in, out in Long Island, New York. So we're a software company that focuses on a set of solutions that provide patient interactive services, both in the patient room if I were to kick it and elevate it higher, we're really a patient engagement company. And that's a really broad term used in healthcare, but we provide software solutions that really look to interact with the patient, both in the inpatient space, 
and the cross continuum beyond when they're discharged at home, all through their care journey. So we try to provide a number of touch points, both clinical as well as educational and others during the patient's need during their care journey, whether or not, as I mentioned, it's getting ready to come to the hospital, whether or not it's inpatient in the hospital, or whether or not it's once they've been discharged at home. And we essentially brought a sophisticated solution of integrated software solutions that actually help organizations fulfill that and engage a patient in their healthcare journey, focusing on positive outcomes at the end of the day. And of course, Dave, you know, obviously when you joined four and a half years ago, that was kind of right before a big thing that happened that changed the world forever, and that was COVID-19. What has that journey been like, not only for you personally, but for the company as well? Did the strategy change? Did the outlook of where the company was heading change? Give us a little bit of the insight of what that looked like as well, because that was, you know, literally tectonic shifts for the industry, for us leaders in it as well. It was wild, and you joined right before it. would love to understand how that looked for you. Yeah, I think, you know, it was interesting. Our company, like a lot of companies, was experiencing really good growth. And then, of course, the pandemic hit. And if you think about it, we're in New York City. It's a large footprint for us. So we were right in the middle of it all. And like I share with other people, this isn't something they teach you in B school, how you're going to manage a business and run it during a situation like this. We were in a very unique situation because I mentioned we have about 150 or so employees that work at hospitals, just like the clinical staff showed had to show up every day support the clinical staff, that organization. So we were frontline people in many regards, experiencing the same work hazards and issues that the healthcare team at these organizations experienced. And I'll tell you a lot, we had to change a lot in the way that we operated in our business, both everything from personal protective equipment to really focusing on what was important to our organizations at the end of the day. Their priorities changed immensely overnight as the pandemic spread. As a result, our priorities had to change and better align with supporting our customers. And I could tell you an endless number of stories and things that were really quite humbling to me, I think, within an organization. And I'll share one or two. People always joke, I like telling stories, and I think people can learn an awful lot about this. You learn an awful lot about your business when things are tough as well. One of the things that we focused on was keeping everybody employed. But as I said, at the same time, creating solutions that were timely in order to support our organizations, our customers' needs, as well as focusing on what the patients needed as well. And a couple of those things become very apparent. Obviously, there was a lot of fear amongst the industry, both the clinical folks and patients with this horrible disease enveloping the country. There were a lot of unknowns. So how do you keep your people motivated and going to work? I think it says an awful lot about a workforce. It said tremendous things about the nursing workforce and others, the fact that they showed up every day with a focus on trying to take care of people and trying to do good. The one thing that was successful with our organization, and I'm very fortunate as a CEO because there was that same culture instilled in this organization at PCARE long before I came here. And it really became very apparent, and I'll share you things, the little triumphs that you have to focus on. There were endless, countless stories of patients obviously being put in isolation. Clinical folks were focused on, focusing on clinical care. People were afraid. They didn't know what was going on. You had people trying to reach their loved ones that were in the hospital. 
that had difficulty doing that. And the one thing that became very apparent is we had people that were there to help people navigate using TVs and other things that then became were put in roles that were far different than what they were trained. And many times that you saw people stand above and beyond. And I'll give you one example. So for instance, we had an individual at one of our hospitals in New York that was interacting with a patient that was in the hospital with COVID who was unable to reach the rest of their loved ones. They had a cell phone. They had no charger with them. This individual employee of mine went home at night, picked up a charger and returned to the hospital to give the charger to this patient so that they could reach out and phone and get a hold of their other family members to let them know what's going on. That stuff, you can't teach people that. That stuff is compassion that people learn that is ingrained in them because they want to do good. I saw that time and time again. Our customers, meaning the hospitals and healthcare systems, reached out over and over again to recognize how our patients had gone above and beyond the call of duty. Another example is we field hundreds of thousands of phone calls in our call center from patients that may have a technical issue. They want to know what's playing on. They may want to, hey, what channel is the ball game on? A number of things. How do I use this remote to tune in the TV? We soon found ourselves having to spend time and training our remote call operators on how to deal with some of these issues because people were afraid. They often couldn't get all their family members, so they just picked up the phone and called our operators or our staff to talk to them and tell them what was going on. So, you know, all of a sudden, we had to spend time and say, hey, how do you talk to and how do you support our customer? We're not healthcare clinical people, but we need to understand about how compassion, how we can better direct them and how we can better support the nursing staff and others at these organizations without practicing clinical care. And a lot of that is just the human touch, listening to what people have to say, showing compassion, and trying to do what's right at the end of the day. So a lot of those priorities changed within our organization. And at the end of the day, there were other things that had to change. We launched a video connect platform that allowed patients to connect with family and friends via tablet or through the TV video-wise. We created applications that allow family members to share photos of each other. And I could tell you some very moving stories about people that passed away end of life that were able to connect because we were able to do that. At the end of the day, you say, well, does that really make an organization more efficient? It may not have, but you know what? It engaged patients and provided a need and filled a need at the time. And at the end of the day, we played a significant role in becoming part of the team at these hospitals and organizations. And it's something that I think forever I'll take a great deal of pride in because I know, as I remind my people on a day-to-day basis, you know, you may never know all the people you touch, the things that you do, but rest assured, at the end of the day, we try to do focus on doing good. And there will be people's lives that you touch in some form or fashion. And you should go home each day thinking good things about that. And I think the pandemic was a great example where I know we touched lots and lots, whether or not it was recognizing nurses for their great courage and behavior, whether or not it was facilitating better communications between patients and their loved ones or whether or not it was just being there to listen at the end of the day. All that makes a difference. And I think is why so many of us are in healthcare, frankly, to make a difference in life. And this is one way in which I look back at the pandemic. It's we made a small difference in one way or another, touching people's lives, 
both our customers and patients. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that, Dave, because those are the moments that, you know, as I've mentioned to some of the uh, entrepreneurs I'm fortunate to mentor and advise, these are some of those moments that define us and define, and, and those are those moments in time in our career that we will look back on. And you can tell just, you know, listening to you about that time for your company and your team members, very poignant, very powerful, yet very humbling as well. Incredible. Let's now look a little future state. Let's look beyond the pandemic. Let's look at kind of a little bit of a horizon over the next two to three years, three to five years. Things are continuing to change and, and move rapidly within healthcare, technology, culture, right? It's all moving very fast. So Dave, where do you see things heading, not only just for the industry writ large, but also for PCare? Where do you see those things shaping up over the next few years? I think, great question. I think you can't help but turn on the news or if you're reading you know, any journals or industry-specific thing about healthcare, the biggest area has been this whole move to digital transformation. Both our lives outside of healthcare, we're all so wired and so digital, whether or not it's using social media, whether or not it's using banking applications to pay for our bills online, whether or not it's getting online like me and making a scheduling an appointment with my dog at the local vet, you know, these things are ingrained in our lives. And, you know, when you think about the past decade, their utilization has increased tremendously. Unfortunately, with healthcare, healthcare is a very conservative in nature. And as a result, I think we're a little bit more conservative and less likely to adopt innovation in some regards without really understanding it and really trying to figure out how can we control everything. So I think healthcare is a little late to the party here when it comes to digital transformation, but it's a conversation that we hear all the time from our customers and other healthcare organizations looking at technology. Hey, this digital transformation, leveraging digital technology to improve patient engagement, patient satisfaction. Nowadays, the big thing in healthcare systems you hear is workforce, right? We're, we have major issues with nursing, labor shortages, with trying to make them more of a productive with less resources. So digital transformation holds great opportunities in that. And I do think the pandemic helped accelerate that tremendously through, obviously, through telemedicine, through digital check-ins, through text messaging and other secure messaging technologies. So I think that we're quite challenged and I think the future is how can we leverage these digital technologies in order to create meaningful engagement that both is meaningful and provides value for our customers, the healthcare systems and clinicians and other members of the healthcare team, but also how can we provide value at the end of the day for the individual patient and their family, right? I will tell you again, as I mentioned, I like to tell little stories, and I will tell you that uh, one of the things, and I think this should give you some insights as to what we're focusing on as well. I'm a technician, by, a technical person by training. I was a former chief technology officer at a technology software company for many years. I've been in technology for a long time. And a lot of technologists in general, our general view on life is, we can build an app for that. We can leverage technology and we can solve your problem, right? Well, that's true and that's great. One of the things I think that we fail to do in technology is look at the human elements. And that's why I bring up the idea of ingraining technology in a culture and then how technologies use the human side. And the reason that I bring this up, I think the one thing that I've learned over the past years on a personal note 
I actually became the chief advocate officer for my wife. My wife was diagnosed with ovarian cancer in September of 2022. And your world really changes, particularly when you're a technologist and having supportive hospitals, physicians, and healthcare systems. When you're a large consumer of that, both from a personal standpoint or because you have a loved one that's been impacted with a very serious disorder, your whole perspective on things changes immensely, right? My perspective on technology and the way that it's used and the failures and successes of it changed dramatically because I became a high-end user depending upon this and also experiencing what my wife was experiencing as a patient, right? And one of the things that became very apparent, and again, I saw this both from a software company, a vendor, and now I'm seeing it from an end user, right? And I will tell you, I had the benefit, fortunately the benefit that many probably don't have. And that was one of the things I knew that when we got care for my wife, I needed to find the best place in the country to go. I needed to find the best doctors, the best nurses, wherever we could maximize the best outcome. And as a result, I took a good month of time to visit the best the best places in the country. I mean, the names, the Mayos, the MD Anderson, all these places, I wanted to know where the best place was to get care for my wife to maximize her outcome. And the one thing that became very apparent with everybody is a lot of the best organizations have a lot of great technology in place. The lack of ingraining that technology and culture, and I'll give you some examples, became very prevalent. While you can create a great secure messaging platform, and that may solve an issue around communication, if the end organization has become embedded in the culture, meaning there's going to be somebody on the end that's going to review this and going to respond in a timely fashion, all you have is a technology platform that provides no value to the end user at the day. You can boast that you've got secured messaging, that you've got this or that. But if you don't have a person on the other end that's going to utilize it and utilize it consistently, right? Or if the technology is too complex to use and isn't simple, then the outcomes are always going to be the same. And that's dissatisfaction, non-utilization, discouragement, those sort of things. So I've learned an awful lot about that and really try to think about that in digital transformation. What can we do? that ensures that we look at all sides of the equation, the clinical viewpoint, the hospital viewpoint, whether or not it's clinicians, whether or not it's the respiratory therapist, physical therapist, dietitian, whoever, and how can we look at both the patient as well as their extended caregivers, right? Family members, others that are going to be involved in the care. You need to look at it all from that holistically and figure out how am I going to create a solution that can touch all of these and bring some commonality. You can bring a lot of complex solutions that may not solve the one or two or three major things that you need to focus. And I find that technology often focuses on boiling the ocean other than focusing on a narrow set of problems and creating simple solutions around them. Those are the areas I think that we as an organization have tried to focus on and I think that's also a lesson that we learned during the pandemic. You're not going to solve every problem, but if there's one or two areas that I could throw some resources at and I could solve or create a better solution that's going to be utilized by all the end parties, that's simple, mind you, you can often achieve success. And you'll find that it will be ingrained in the culture of an organization because they 
see value both the patient does, the family members, and the organization. Well, I appreciate that in a good way to really wrap things up and talk about, you know, where you're heading, what you're seeing, and, and what's going to continue to matter most in this industry to, to drive that value. So thank you for that, Dave. And of course, let's also now bring it back to right now and this amazing community, you know, that's rallied around this podcast, and they'd love to help out uh, our amazing guests just like yourself. What's that one problem, need, or question that you and the PCARE team have that our community can be helping you with? You know, our big thing is how can we better really engage the clinical folks to really embrace this technology. What are we missing as an organization? We hear from a lot of folks, but we also, there's a lot of people that don't step up the plate and say, hey, this technology, it really holds some promises as well. So I think hearing from a broader audience, because again, patient engagement is not limited to nursing. It's not limited to physicians. There's things beyond all of that, financial engagement. People wonder, like, financial engagement? Like, the last thing I want to know is about my bill and all that. But we've learned that people worry about those things. Is there a better way to engage them early on in that? How can we look at engagement beyond the traditional walls that we think about and really bring a real, like I said, a holistic, broader viewpoint? And I think from our standpoint, what would be helpful is, again, hearing from a broader audience, both constituents, whether or not they're patients, family members, a broader audience in the healthcare organizations as well. I think all of that is valuable. The amount of feedback and the feedback that organizations like us seek are going to help us drive innovation at the end of the day. And so for those community members that want to have that conversation with you and, and, and be in this dialogue, how can they get a hold of you? Some contact points online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? Yeah, I think the easiest way, obviously, people can reach me at PCARE. And my email address there is one easy way. It's a dbennett, D-B-E-N-N-E-T-T, at pcare.com. You can also link, reach me through LinkedIn as well. But you should feel free to reach out to me. I'm always interested in what other people uh, have to share share with me. Uh, some of the best and brightest ideas that we've come up have come from not within an organization, but looking outside, particularly those that are not in healthcare. Healthcare, we tend to have a very narrow window and narrow focus, but a lot of great innovation comes from outside of healthcare. So I'm certainly interested in hearing from all constituents both inside and outside, and would welcome people reaching out to me and sharing me their thoughts or ideas. Easy enough. And for our community tuning in, feel free to simply scroll down in your favorite podcast player, find those contact points for Dave and the PCARE team. You can, of course, head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Dave's episode where you can also leave some feedback and comments in the comments section and to find those contact points online, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Dave, a heck of a conversation. We are almost wrapping it up here. But before we let you go, we do have a fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because I'm trying to make a difference. And you certainly are, my friend. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know how busy you are and you and, the, and leading the team at PCARE and all the wonderful things happening in your camp. Thank you for taking a pit stop and spending time with us on the podcast and with our community. It was truly an honor to have you here today. Again, Dave, thank you for being with us today. Great. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. 
We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode. 